Slip your headphones on. I'll be your radio. And if you turn me on, how would you ever know? Hey guys, normally, Roto, especially with the new change, we don't really do interviews. However, I am completely willing to break that rule for this man. Damn right. We welcome on PG Holyfield, our titleist for each and every episode of Requiem of the Outcast. I'd like to welcome you onto the show, this, this time in a more conversational manner. You mean I don't have to talk like this the entire time? No, you don't see you have that like sexy gravelly voice. I don't I, I can't yeah. really do that that well. It sounds it sounds almost like you always have a cough drop because you have some sort of throat problem. Yes, I I, <laughs> I joke and say I've had throat cancer for twenty years, but I guess that wouldn't be any good. That is not something to joke about. People. Yeah, I don't want to joke about that. That's a horrible thing to joke about. <laughs> Diabetes, on the other hand. Hilarious. <laughs> Throat cancer, not so much. Nah. We've learned anything from the commercials that are on television anymore. We are gathered here today upon this great nation of ours, this great podcast of mine and Christiana's and yours to a certain degree. To talk I'd, a little bit I'd about... Do, I'd, I would do more if you... I love your podcast. I want to I be on it all the time. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I really do. And we, we would like to actually uh, invite more voice actors on. It's tough because most of the time we record at the last minute. And so I don't have a whole lot of time to edit. And so it's like I don't want right. to have to rush somebody. But I don't know. We it, we can actually get our, our ducks in a row, perhaps. Our, our gooses in line. Our pterodactyls in pattern. Uh, we may actually be able to uh, to have more people uh, do voice work, and, and it's certainly something that we'd like. Because I hate using you just for the title list, but it's you've got that great voice, and I, I just love that that drum roll up to it, and, and, and your <laughs> voice—it's so awesome. We are here to talk about. You have a book launch coming up, correct? Absolutely. Um, after twenty years, murdered Abaddon Hill is actually coming out in now, print. About how long the podcast <laughs> ran, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the podcast ran for two years and then signed the book contract in February of 2009 and it's taken this long to get it on the schedule for release and the timing couldn't be better because we've got Balticon coming up and have a little book launch event there and we're going to have a lot of fun. Is the content any different between the podcast and the, the novel that is being released? Not really. That was actually one of the things that, you know, when it went to Dragon Moon and I've worked with uh, Gabrielle Harbowy, the editor there, and when we were going through it, I mean, our main goal was to get the word count down. Podcast version was around 150,000 words. And for a, the print novel, you know, for, a, I mean, if you're looking at murder mysteries, most of them are going to be between 70 and 80,000 words. And if you're looking at like epic fantasy, you know, a debut novel or not one of the big names, you're you're not going to find too many. There are over 120,000 at the most. And so I was way over that. And um, so when we were going through it, we we're like, okay, if we can find things to to cut plot threads that 
you know, can be removed if we have to, then we'll we you know, we'll do it if we have to. But you know, pleasantly surprised to find that as we went through it, that we really couldn't pull any pieces out without hurting the story. We did get the word count down about twenty thousand words just from you know just tightening up things. But as far as the plot points and the the characters and everything like that, they pretty much intact from from what you see in the uh, podcast. Which would you say is better written, the podcast or the book? Oh, the book, definitely. The podcast was, I mean, I was editing it as I was going through it. Of course, one of the you know realizations as I was doing the production was um, you know, a simple thing that I just didn't know, that reading something out loud is a great editing tool. And I found a lot of... Um, a lot of things as I was going through the production that I changed or improved upon as we went through the editing process for the print version, the word count, cutting it down and, and, uh, removing some of the descriptions of the, you know, the religion and the politics and the magic systems that was, you know, really part of the podcast and people you know, loved it because it was, you know, flushing out the world and, and, and they liked that richness. But when you're talking about the whole show, don't tell type mantra that you get with, with books, you, a lot of that was tightened up. And as a result, the, probably the most fun I've had is just reading it now. And the pacing of it is so much better when you're doing a podcast over two years and then, you know, each chapter is or each episode is, you know, 30 to 40 minutes that you got a lot of information there that people enjoyed. But when you're, you know, when it's in the print version, you want to get that pacing. So it's just boom, boom, boom. And it definitely feels that way now. Did you fix a lot of the spelling issues that were evident in the podcast? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Cause you could tell when I was reading that I was just, I'd stop every few seconds and be like, damn. And nobody really understood. It was all the misspellings. So I know, I know one of the characters I did was hair jar and I, I could only assume that you spelled the name Harold. Is that true? Yes. His name in the book now is Harold. No, I, being able to pronounce things the way I wanted to, it, it definitely, uh, it, it, you know, when people are reading it, it'll probably, it'll be interesting to see how, how it, for the people that didn't listen to it, they're just buying the print version and haven't heard it, how they're going to pronounce some of the names. Cause I use a lot of soft consonants with the pronunciations, like, you know, the J's are mostly soft with the names. Like if you looked at Arjun, it would be J-U-N. So you'd say June, but it's, you know, I pronounce it Arjun and Herjar and, and things like that. So it, it'll, it'll come across differently in the print version. So that's Herjur? Herjar. Herjar. Like most of the pronunciation, if you think of like the Taj Mahal, you know, the T-A-J oh, for Taj. Like Taj Mahal. <laughs> but the pronunciation Oh, is... okay. So, <laughs> Herjar. Herjar, yes. Herjar. It's very piratey. Yeah. Herjar, sure. Yeah, that, absolutely. All right, so this book, <laughs> will it be released in just standard print, or will there also be like a big print version for folks? Hard to see. <laughs> Yes, there will be 20 different versions released day one, including a, a special big print with 27 font size. It'll come out in trade paperback, so that, you know, usually the print's big enough there. 
for people and then we'll have the electronic versions and then not day one but we'll get the you know kindle and hopefully ipad and all that good stuff down the line will there be a pop-up version of this book for the young adult version if i have my say damn right there will be that would be cool but i don't think so speaking of pop-up are there <laughs> Are there pictures? No, there will be a lot of additional material on the website, you know, because some of the things, because I did release this in print form a few years ago and, you know, self-published. And in that, there were some illustrations and there was, if you've seen the website, there's the different icons for the different gods, the children of Aj. Those aren't, are not in the print version, but there'll be, you know, supplementary information or, you know, materials on the website that hopefully people will enjoy. You mentioned gods in this book. What are the chances that the Vatican will blacklist this novel? I've sent them versions and, and, you know, changed some of the text to say, you know, Catholics are evil, but... I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I, I tried because that's good publicity. But Have you given any thought to releasing an audiobook version of this? Yeah, I thought about redoing it, the whole thing, and uh, basically just standing in front of the microphone and reading the whole thing and uh, releasing it as a single file. And uh, I might still do that. That's not going to feature my fine acting, so I am against that. <laughs> I'll do an imitation of you doing an imitation of Kermit the Frog and Yoda, which was one of your character voices, I think. <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> I can see how you think that way, PG. Actually, it was a cookie monster meets Dr. Yes, Claw. That's what it was. It was the cookie monster. I, I thought it was Kermit and... I thought Yoda was in there. I, I, I thought you were speaking in, in reverse sentences after a while. Speaking of which, just a, a little off tangent, how many interviews have you done so far in preparation for this launch? I think you are interview number six, and I've got about six or seven more, and I'm trying to get as many as I can between now and the 15th. Now, the 15th is the Amazon Rush, correct? That will be the Amazon Rush, yes. It, the book will actually probably be available on Amazon around the 10th, but we don't want to have what happened to Christiana with her book launch where people went out the day of Amazon Rush and they could not buy the book because Amazon had it listed as out of stock. So we're giving them a few days to get their databases in order and what have you that, you know, the way they treat print on demand books for at some point, you know, the 15th, which is a Saturday, we'll be doing a live show at my apartment and we'll be doing readings and contests and all that stuff. So 15th ended up being a good date and for people to hopefully buy the book that are that are coming to Balticon if they wanted to support us during the Amazon rush and still get the book in time to bring it at Balticon. And if they don't have time to buy it, then we'll definitely have copies there to buy. We have a lot of very tall women listeners, so I think they'll be able to pass their word around at the next meeting. So I don't think there'll be any problems with the Amazon website. Now, you mentioned Balticon. What is Balticon? <laughs> Balticon is a literary science fiction fantasy convention outside of Baltimore in Hunt Valley, Maryland, which is Memorial Weekend. It has probably the best uh, new media track this side of Dragon Con. And personally, I think it's probably better than, than Dragon Con as far as uh, the attention and, and care given to the podcast fiction authors out there, because Paul Fisher does a great job with the track. Have some panels there, readings and book launch event on Saturday night, along with Nathan Lowell and Patrick McLean, who's who also have books coming out around this time. Patrick McLean, I've heard of him. 
Doesn't he have some kind of a Mexican show truck? Yes, uh, he does. We call him Mr. Parsec. He won't be joining us during the book launch party on the 15th because he's getting married that day. So we're planning on calling him about an hour or half hour before he walks down the aisle to heckle him, see if we can talk him out of it. Is he getting married in Charlotte? (laughs) Yes, he is. I say we crash the wedding. We could do that. Since he didn't invite me, you know, that was just, I'm going to his bachelor party, but uh, he couldn't invite me to the wedding just because his fiance doesn't like me. I, I just don't understand. Well, obviously he feels very threatened by you, but I think what we should do yeah. is go to the wedding and right when they get to the part where it says, if anybody thinks that these two should not get married, let them speak now or forever hold their peace. I think we should both stand up and say, no, he's carrying our love child. <laughs> Either that, or we could do a T Morris impression and as flinchy and say, flinchy says can't get married. So, something like that. Well, he's probably going to go up there and get married with using an Irish accent. Come on, we know. We know that. <laughs> One of the, the things that I've heard on the street, because I do keep my ear to the street, I do. I have a buddy of mine, uh, Joey Numbers, who works down at the Port Authority, and a lot of people are saying that murder in Avon Hill is kind of a kind of a gateway drug, if you will. Yeah, it is. not a real drug, not like what Joey deals in, but kind of like that 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 first taste to get people into uh, fantasy, into sword and sorcery, make them ups, if you will, uh, things like that. What, what, do you have a response to that? Because that sounds like a negative connotation, like a very negative thing. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that whenever anybody talks about podcasting's Rich Sigrid, the first thing I think of is street, as they should. In response to, to that... It is a gateway drug. Uh, One of the things that we found during the run of the podcast is I had a lot of people comment and write me emails and so forth saying they found the podcast because of the name Murdered Avedon Hill and they thought it was a murder mystery. And it is a murder mystery, but they had no either didn't read the description and didn't realize it was set in a fantasy world or they, you know, noticed and they said, well, I'll give it a try anyway. And they, you know, stuck with it. The fantastical elements, the magic, the monsters and so forth did not turn them away. You know, for those potential buyers or those that are buying one copy and they have friends and family that's been resistant to uh, to fantasy, they should consider buying a copy for them because it's, you know, it is a murder mystery uh, at its core. And those fans have enjoyed the the podcast version i think they'll enjoy the book and maybe it'll open their eyes to a new genre now i stumbled across it while i was googling my own name so i appreciate that now i have two more questions for you sir boxers or briefs or do you go schwarzenegger yeah commando all the way um, actually i was talking about twins i'm sorry he was in a movie called commando <laughs> last action hero you don't yes. want to go expendables that's for sure oh lord or jingle all the way actually <laughs> So you go, Commando. Thank you. I know that a lot of our female listeners were curious and about two male listeners. So that was for you, Patrick. Now, the last question for you is also kind of a controversial subject, uh, not necessarily Uh in the field that that you are acclimated to, but I think it is still something that is close to your heart. Tonight, which is May 2nd? 3rd. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Tonight on WWE Raw, Wayne Brady is hosting it as guest host. How do you feel? I think that they're planning on doing a whose line is it anyway with uh, The Undertaker. And I don't 
don't know if The Undertaker is, is WWE. But, um, yeah, it, it should be fun. Oh, good. I didn't fuck that up. So that, 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 that'll be fun. He's going to break into song. They'll do a get-the-lyrics-right type thing. And, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I can't wait to see what they do with props. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you very much, PG, for being on the show. We appreciate it. We, of course, appreciate all the work that you do put in. Sometimes it's only a single line, but honestly, it's one of my favorite elements to each and every episode of Recommend the Outcast. And, of course, we want to encourage all of the listeners, May 15th. Go May to, 15th. Go to yes. your website, which is? Uh, P.G. Holyfield. That's one L, like a Vander Holyfield. My cousin, who I'm, I'm so glad he, he made it. He's a great guy. Oh, I'm sorry. PGHolyfield.com. And we'll have the URL, of course, for Amazon. Don't have it yet, but it'll be up there. And again, we'll be doing a live show on the 15th starting at noon, doing reading from the novel, and hopefully have some special guests at the apartment that we'll interview and we're going to have a lot of fun on the 15th. Go check it out. He's got the podcast out there and you know if you like it uh, throw him a few shekels by the book. You know, it's not a pop-up book. You know what? If you buy enough of his books, we may be able to get a pop-up book. I'll do it. I yeah. Think that's what people should be striving for. I'll do it. I'll start on that right now. I think paper mache, we can start with that. Yeah. I'm in. Well, Mr. P G. Holyfield, thank you very much for being on the show. Check out the book, May 15th, pgholyfield.com. Links will be in the show notes. And let's push this guy to number one. One. I'll take number two. Well, that's the point. That's how you get to be number one. You have to take number two. I'll let you take number two. All right. (laughs) 